I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, hope you're well. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition of the show, we're going to be talking about the day's big news. The Premier League and the EFL have postponed this weekend's fixtures out of respect for Queen Elizabeth II, who sadly passed away yesterday. We're going to be discussing that decision, what it means uh, in terms of this weekend, but also for the footballing calendar moving forward, how a sort of the uh, the Premier League going to get around this because of uh, the, uh, the the real scheduling problems that we have uh, due to the Winter World Cup. We'll be discussing all of that. Was it the right decision to postpone the weekend's fixtures? We'll be getting into all of that. We'll be talking Brazil as well because none of the three Gabbies have been included in the latest Brazil squad. We'll be reflecting a little bit further on Marquinhos's full debut for the Gunners last night and we'll be taking your questions at the end as well. Let's say a few hellos to some people joining us in the live chat. Uh, big hello to Harvey. Uh, big hello to Paul, who says, um, evening all on a sombre day in the UK. It, it really is, isn't it? Like, you can, you can just feel it, can't you? Every news channel, every a bit of programming on particularly sort of the BBC and the ITV uh, platforms is is dedicated to the Queen. Um, even some of the radio stations when I was in the car earlier on have adopted a really different tone today. And you can just really feel uh, that the nation is in mourning. And um, we're still, I think, at the time of recording, awaiting confirmation of when the Queen's funeral is going to be and, and some further details. But Obviously, thousands and thousands of people have been gathering outside Buckingham Palace in London and they continue to come from all over to pay their respects. So I think, as Paul says, sombre is the perfect word to describe the mood in the UK at the moment. Of course, uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away, ending her 70-year reign at the age of 96 last night. Uh, let's say a big hello to Ayush in the chat. Um a big hello to uh, Jack, who says, hopefully we'll still be top for the North London Derby. Maxim says, uh, evening, Harry and chat. Anakin Skywalker, not the real one, says, uh, God save the king. Uh, Zed says, good evening, Harry. We've got Afsar in the chat. Tom is with us uh, as well. Harvey says, I'm not English, so I can't have an opinion if it's right or wrong. I think you can have an opinion on whether it was right to uh, to postpone um to postpone the fixtures. I'm going to share my view on it as well. I'm not of English heritage, but I am a British citizen. I was, you know, I've, I've grown up here, I, you know, so I think I can look at it from both sides. And, um, and that's why I was so keen to kind of come on and discuss this. Cause I think it's been a really contentious subject on social media throughout the day. I've seen a lot of high profile journalists kind of say that the decision is the wrong one. Um, I've seen others say that it's absolutely the correct thing. And why did anybody expect anything different. So, um, yeah, we'll get into all of that. As Ruse says, it's a sick decision. Um, no way would the Queen have wanted this. Uh, big hello to Deflected Mind and to High Tower. Um, Tom says, let's be honest, the cancellation was not needed. Imagine the emotion in the stadiums. It would have been a much better send-off. That's my... That's one of my overriding feelings, and I'll come on to that in a minute. Let me just take 
um, a, a couple more. Uh, Dave says, I don't think it's the right decision to cancel the games. I think we would show more respect by playing God Save the Queen before every game. Lovely Lion says, why are we being forced to grieve? It's wrong to punish us football fans. I don't care at all about the out-of-touch monarchy. Uh, Thibaut says, had to cancel everything this morning. Was about to go... Well, uh, come from Belgium to the game this morning is not the right decision. It would be better to show grief before the game. V-Dub says, G'day, Harry, from Australia. It's right to respect tradition and honour history. Sport can wait. Right. Let me share my opinion on this. Let me give you my, my viewpoint on this. So as soon as I heard the news that Queen Elizabeth II had sadly passed away yesterday, I knew that the football would be cancelled. I knew that the domestic calendar will be put on hold, that both the EFL and Premier League would more than likely take this step, make this move. Now, you know, the government this morning held a meeting, um, you know, and, and they held a meeting with the governing bodies of the sports that sort of have been affected or, or could have been effective, affected, I beg your pardon. And they said... The, the news that came out, the narrative that came out from them was, we are not going to tell them, yes, you have to cancel or no, you don't. We're going to suggest that if you do wish to go ahead, you undertake these measures, maybe, you know, you you add these things to the day, i.e., I think a couple of the things mentioned were a minute silence before the game, black armbands to be worn, etc., etc. But the decision has been pushed over to you, the EFL and the Premier League. I think the EFL and the Premier League are in between a rock and a hard place. Whatever decision they make here, they'll be criticised. If they decide to go ahead, if they decide to have the games played, they will be called disrespectful. They will be called greedy. They will be looked at as a a sort of um, establishment with absolutely no respect for the history, tradition, Um, and values of this country yet if they if they don't if they do cancel it then there's still people coming out on the other side who are really unhappy really upset about that because of the the other factors and there are factors as i say on both sides so i agree with v-dub when he says it's right to respect tradition and honor sport can wait sport can wait right if we play these games later on in the season it isn't the end of the world and i think in a normal season where there wasn't a World Cup slap bang in the middle of it, I don't think there would have been even any consideration, really, from the Premier League, especially when it comes to calling games off, because, you know, they could have fit it in somewhere in a midweek slot. And and I don't think too many people would have had too many complaints. But because of the nature of this season, you know, we've got league games, Champions League games, Europa League games, league games again. The cycle that we're in is really, really demanding at the moment. And I so, and so for me, the the big concern was not, should we do this for respect? Should we do this um, to pay tribute to the Queen who's reigned over this country and, and many others for a long, long time? You know, that was never the question for me. The the, the thing that would have put me off of cancelling the games, the, the first thought anyway, was what happens to that set of fixtures? Where are we going to put it? And some people are suggesting that these fixtures may not be played until January. That's crazy. It really, really is. So that's the big problem, right? That's the big issue for me, the first issue. But then there are other things as well. Like, you know, there are lots of freelancers in this world whose income is reliant upon sporting events going ahead, myself included. 
I was due to cover two games this weekend. I was supposed to be at Stevenage on Saturday to cover Stevenage against Sutton United for BBC Radio London. And I was supposed to be at the Emirates on Sunday to cover the game for the same uh, company, for the same radio station uh, between Arsenal and Everton. And I'm now not going to be at either of those. So there are freelancers who I've got a lot of sympathy for because I'm in that same position. I'm in that same boat. I understand it when you've got a family, when you've got mouths to feed, you know, these kind of things that come as like curveballs at you as you're trying to kind of earn and make ends meet, they can be really frustrating and really uh, difficult to understand and get your head around. There's also the casual workers, you know, people that are stewards at stadiums on match days, you do it for a bit of extra money or do it as, you know, in some cases, their main job, you do it to make sure that they can put food on the table for their families. Those people have been affected as well. It was nice to see Manchester City come out with a statement earlier today uh, saying that, of course, um, you know, they're going to be paying those people that won't get to work over the weekend. That was a really, really nice touch from Manchester City. So there's those people too who have been effective. There's catering people, catering companies who build their business around the traffic that comes from a match day, who would have prepared loads of food. I think there was a carnival somewhere that I saw that has been cancelled um, as a result of the news where they sort of take into social media to say, but we've catered for like 300 people. What the hell are we supposed to do with this food? Now, it'll be nice if the football clubs who have catered, who have got all their sort of ducks in order already for the weekend can donate that food to the right places, to homeless shelters, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure they will. Um, but the, the point I'm trying to make here is that as the Premier League, as the EFL, they were all in between a rock and a hard place. There is no real right answer to this. Personally, I think, and I agree with some of the comments um, that we saw in the chat. Personally, I would have let the games go ahead. I really do think there would have been something magical and iconic about having full stadiums of people gathered together to watch the football, but also to pay their respects to the Queen. I think that would have been amazing. I think it would have produced incredible moments. I think it would have created the kind of pictures that warm the heart. I think they would have been pictures that would have been beamed right around the world and would have highlighted just how much affection uh, so many British people have for Queen Elizabeth II. So for me, the, the right thing to do was to let the games go ahead. Now, there was some suggestion earlier in the day that the reason this wouldn't go ahead and the reason this wouldn't happen is because there were concerns over policing. Now, in the capital, as I mentioned earlier on, here in London, there are tons and tons and tons of people taking to the streets um, around Buckingham Palace in order to pay their respects and to pay tribute. And there is a uh, there was a feeling that maybe the extra strain that that puts on the public services, like the police, for example, would mean that it then becomes difficult to also meet their commitments around the London-based football matches as well. And at one point, some people were suggesting that maybe the games outside of London would go ahead. However, those within the capital would be postponed. Now, I don't necessarily think that's fair because then you end up being behind in games. And we had this whole debate during the COVID period, didn't we? When one team was behind in their fixtures and the table wasn't really giving us a true reflection, et cetera, et cetera. So I understand why you wouldn't want to do that. But I just think, you know, people coming together at at times like this and at moments like this is it's kind of what it's all about. And I think that the respect would have been paid. I think there would have been periods of silence. There would have been periods of appreciation. 
nobody would have objected to wearing the black armbands. And, you know, for me, it just would have, I don't know, it would have been a nice way of, of sort of um, people getting together to say their goodbyes, particularly given that the Queen herself was so fond of sport and the Arsenal. It, it just, to me, it, it I, I don't really see the benefit. It's, it's more of a fear of being labelled as greedy, um, disrespectful, than, than there actually being any real consequences to these games going ahead. That's what it is. It's all about PR, and that's what frustrates me. I mean, we talked about it before. The Super League was a PR disaster. During COVID, people were very critical of Premier League footballers, football clubs, and the fact that, you know, they were paying people such huge amounts of money whilst others were struggling to put food on the table. And ultimately, this is a move from the Premier League and from the EFL to to kind of make sure that they kind of fall in line and show themselves to be respectful. But I think when you actually weigh it up, you know, and I'm getting to my conclusion, I think when you weigh up the pros and cons, I think for me... I think when you weigh up the pros and cons, I think for me, the right decision would have been to let the games go ahead and to make sure that there were, you know, respectful and meaningful tributes paid before the games, etc., uh, etc. Et I, I, I just think that that when you weigh everything up, you know, it, it's like you're telling people they can't go to sporting events but you're telling them that they have to go to work on Monday or they had to go to work today or they have to go to work at the weekend, depending on what their job is. You, you, For me, if they had said, it, you know, if we had woken up today to an announcement, that there'll be three days of mourning and all businesses will be closed and, you know, the, the country will come to a halt and to a standstill and people will, um, you know, be able to pay their respects that way. I kind of would have gone, well, then you have to cancel sport. You have to cancel sporting events. But other sporting events are going on. And that's what makes it even more strange and even weirder because those events going on, you know, they they kind of then prompt that question as to why football is any different and why football is the one that has to stop. So, yeah, I'm not just talking about it from a, a selfish perspective as someone who works in the game and earns from the game. Of course, I wanted the games to go ahead um, from that perspective so I can have money in my pocket to look after my family and do all the things I need to do and meet my commitments. And I'm not mass, like I'm not sitting here going, Oh my God, this is a disgrace. This is an outrage. This is one of the most ridiculous decisions in the history of time. No, I don't feel that strongly about it. I still lean towards the, you should have let the games go on side. That's my point of view, but I'm not so nailed to it that I can't see at least part of the other side of the argument. So, yeah, it's a difficult situation. Um, I can see a lot of people in the chat feel it's the wrong decision, uh, the one that's been taken. And obviously, there's a concern now about what happens next weekend as well, because obviously the state funeral will take place. Um, wh when will that be exactly? Some people had suggested Saturday. Others are saying Monday. I don't know what, what the actual decision is on that just yet. But then if you miss a couple of weeks, then we've got even more of an issue with the fixture schedule. Plus, the kind of dynamic of things changes quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, let's look at it from a selfish perspective. Let's look at it from an Arsenal perspective. Our next two games were due to be Everton and Brentford. Two games that... 
Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. In our current form, you would have said Arsenal could go out and win both. I'm not saying they would. I'm not saying they definitely categorically would. But you'd look at those two fixtures and say that's a potential six points. And then you go into that North London derby against Spurs and then the game that follows in the league against Liverpool and you're in high confidence. You're sitting top of the pile. You've got points on the board. The pressure is less going into those games from a points perspective anyway, if you've already you know picked up six in the previous two games. But the dynamic really changes for Arsenal now because instead of our next two games being Everton and Brentford, if indeed next weekends are postponed as well, then we play Tottenham and Liverpool in our next two games. And if you drop points in those, then the whole mood and the whole atmosphere and everything changes around Arsenal Football Club. Now you can say that you have to play everyone at some point and the games will all even out over the course of the campaign. But I think there's a lot to be said for momentum. And I think the fact that we could potentially have a couple of weeks break from the Premier League now then you add the international break. You could end up going three, four weeks without Premier League football. I think it could affect our momentum in a negative way, particularly given that we lost our last Premier League game. So from a purely selfish Arsenal perspective, it's not ideal, is it? It, it really, really isn't. Lots of you are asking in the chat what the deal is with the PSV Eindhoven game in the Europa League next week. That one, of course, is due to take place at Emirates Stadium on Thursday evening. And as far as I'm aware, that is going ahead. As far as I'm aware, that game will take place and there's been nothing to suggest otherwise. I think Simon Collins um, has come out and said that as far as he's aware right now and based on the messages he's getting, um, you know, it, it looks as though that game will be okay and the European fixtures will be okay. So at least there is some football, you know, we played yesterday, we'll play in a week's time and then there's another Europa League round you know, before the international break as well. So we're not completely being starved of all football and the team shouldn't really get too rusty and too behind in terms of their fitness. My God, that thunder. Don't know if you could hear that. Um, It wasn't my stomach, I promise. It was the thunder outside. Uh, But yeah, look, there, there is Europa League football and I don't think that UEFA are going to want to see games paused because they've got the same problem as well. The World Cup, etc etc it's not ideal for them they're having to condense the group stages in a much into a much shorter window and that's a problem for them as well on the plus side for Arsenal if there is a few weeks without Premier League football it does give us time to get some players back from injury that could put us in a much stronger position and so you know it's kind of swings and roundabouts you can look at it that way as well Thomas Partey being the one that a lot of people uh you know are desperate um desperate to see come back into the team. Uh, Russ Morgan says, uh, change of pants, Harry. <laughs> no, I promise you it's thunder. Uh, High Tower says, thunder, clear sky here in Watford. It's been really on and off the weather today. Uh, my missus got the two kids a little bit earlier on and she had to walk around uh, to a shop or she wanted to walk around to a shop just down the road instead of taking the car uh, to kind of kill a bit of time, occupy the kids a little bit. And she left them within five minutes, their heavens opened and I had to 
I had to text her and say, uh, do you want me to come pick you up? Because it is pissing down. Uh, so the weather's been really on and off here. I'm sure it's coming your way as well, mate. Uh, I'm sure it's coming your way. Christian says uh, that kebab from last night coming back to haunt you. I wish I did have a kebab. At least I would have got the enjoyment out of it as well. Uh, let's go back to the live chat and see what you guys uh, are saying. Uh, Steve Stone says, I'm somewhat surprised that people are surprised the weekend's fixtures are cancelled. It was always going to happen. I think, yeah, it was always the most likely outcome, wasn't it? I guess maybe where some people got a little bit caught up, Steve, was when it came from the government that they would not enforce the postponement of these fixtures and that they would be passed over to the governing bodies to make that decision. And with rugby, I think, going ahead, apart from, I think it's they've postponed the game today, but they'll be resuming tomorrow. I think there's some horse racing going on over the weekend, et cetera, et cetera. So I think when you, you know, when you, when you get that message that actually, you know, as a government, we're okay with them going ahead. We're not going to stop it. It's over to you. You maybe do think that, you know, there's a chance the Premier League and the powers that be might take a decision that works in their best interest. But as I say, they were always going to be fearful of the backlash and how it made them look as a brand if they were to take that decision and go ahead. So, yeah, I'm not surprised either. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Brazilians in a minute. We are going to get to that. I'm just taking some of your questions, uh, some of your comments around the whole postponement stuff. Uh, Paul Murphy says, I agree. Stadiums decorated in red, white and blue pictures and jumbotrons of the Queen do it for charity. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Uh, Amira says, think this weekend's game should have gone ahead and we could have postponed next week's games. It gives the international fans especially time to change their plans. Imagine hearing about a postponement mid-flight. Yeah, you know what? You, you make a really good point there. At least it would have given people some notice, wouldn't it? Um, I've got a friend whose brother-in-law has come over from Australia to go and watch Liverpool. And he was texting me this morning asking me if I knew anything about whether the game was going to go ahead or not. He'd come over from Australia. He'd booked the train up to Liverpool. Um, so he was going to make his way up there. He'd booked accommodation for the night and, of course, paid for the match ticket as well only for the game to be postponed right at the 11th hour. So I agree with you. And that's a really good point. Was there not a, a, an option, a possibility of saying, well, if the state funeral is going to be next week, we'll play this weekend because people's plans are already in motion. It's very difficult for people to change those plans. And actually, we'll take a break next week. I, I think you're right. I think that would have made a lot more sense. Uh, Paul says, keep calm and carry on. Um, Newcastle United, Geordie Jonah, welcome. Uh, says R.I.P. Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, Robert Segal says um, next weekend is certain to be cancelled. Then we have two weeks of international boredom, one month without Premier League matches. Um, what else have we got? Um, v doubles talking about the Zurich fans. Um, yeah, there was there was some of them that did that. Yeah, there was uh, there was some Zurich fans who booed and whistled during the one minute silence, um, which was a little bit disappointing to see. I thought it was a classy touch from the club to do what they did. Um, but yeah, it was, it wasn't nice to, to see that or hear that. Uh, H.E. says, uh, just cancel the league and give the trophy to first place. Now, agree. I think that's the outcome and the, uh, the solution that everybody wants. Uh, big hello to Wandering Minstrel. Hope you're well, man. Good to see you in the chat. Uh, Christian Hoover says, um, you can celebrate her life and life in general by playing football in her honour. Agreed. Um, what else have we got? <laughs> Lots of you making comments about the Thunder. 
and my pants as well. Um, Queen would have wanted business to continue. Jay Sayers says uh, every other sport is going ahead. Why should football stop? Yeah, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. I, there was a good point in the chat, which I've lost now, but there was a good point um, about the other events uh, are not as police intensive. So you, this is what Paul James said. He said the other events are not as policing intensive. So you can't compare this with other sports. That said, I can't see how cancelling sports makes sense. Handicapping people who have made travel and accommodation plans. Yeah, both good points. And you're right. You know, people go to a rugby match. There isn't the level of shit that you get at a football match. And I've always said that about rugby. It's a much more mature sport uh, in terms of the fandom and the way they go about things. They're there to have a good time. And a lot of football fans, unfortunately, are there to have a scrap, which isn't ideal. Okay, um, let's uh, let's move on uh, to the news regarding the three Gabbies, none of which have been included in the next Brazil squad. Now, you might look at that and think, what the hell is going on there? Why on earth haven't they been included? And I understand if that was your point of view, but I've been doing some digging, I've been doing some reading about this and why this might be. Now, this is not because none of those players are seen as good enough. All three of them have started the season really, really well. Um According to Brazilian journalist Bruno Andrade, who took to social media to kind of explain this a little bit, he said that Gabriel's already a part of the plans moving forward and that Bremer and Ibanez have been called up to fight for that spot. So Tite, it seems, is taking the opportunity to call up players that he can now have a look at in the upcoming friendlies ahead of making his decision going into the World Cup. You've got to remember the World Cup, particularly for a Brazilian, is right up here. Above club football, above anything that we can do in club football, it is the pinnacle for those guys. And they they would be devastated, I think, if they thought that their omission was a sign of what's to come. But actually, I think when you read this and you do a bit of digging and, and you sort of understand the Brazilian view on this, you'll see that, that there's a good chance or there is a, a huge chance. In fact, it's probably nailed on that they've been left out so that the manager can look at other players if you can hear the heavy downpour now i apologize but at least that backs you up and and means that um we're not talking about my pants in the chat uh he also said uh, the same was true for gabriel jesus um he's only out of the side for the manager to reevaluate anthony and roberto firmino ahead of making his decision so nothing to worry about with those three and actually it benefits us you know we don't want them getting on a plane and going to the arse end of nowhere to play a game of football um you know it's it's not going to be somewhere local is it if we're talking um if we're talking a brazil friendly um you know wherever it is i don't mean that in a disrespectful way to any particular place but we don't need them getting on long haul flights is basically what i'm trying to say when they could be staying at home relaxed um you know stay on the training ground get your work done play some football in the europa league get yourself up to speed keep your fitness levels um at a good level and so whenever it is that the premier league does return you're ready to go uh what else have we got uh gunner down under has just signed up to become a member thank you so so much uh we are going to be launching our new membership platform next week hopefully um i don't know if all this stuff around the queen puts a bit of a delay on that because i wanted to do it at a time when there was loads of content and obviously with less matches we're not going to get that um so uh yeah you know what maybe we'll just launch it anyway um when we were planning to launch it but lots of information to come on that make sure that you, if you are a member you're part of the discord server 
um, and uh, and part of the family there as well. Thank you to Gunnar Dananda, who's also uh, left us a very kind super chat donation. He says, big up, Harry. Such a shame with all the postponements. I think they should have gone ahead and had huge ovations with respect. Just joined as a member. I'd love a shout out. Well, there it is, my friend. Thank you uh, so, so much. Also, um, there are lots of uh, European games going on over the weekend as well. Not really a standout game in the Serie A, though, this weekend, to my disappointment. You know, I would have just sat, put my feet up on Sunday evening. I love the Sunday evening slot when it comes to Serie A, but the game is Juve Salernitana. It could be interesting, but it isn't exactly a blockbuster. It isn't exactly one that you would kind of make plans around, I guess. Um, a couple of you asking about Marquinhos. Uh, Christian Hoover uh, says, what did you think of Marquinhos and Vieira's performances? I, I said yesterday on the show, on the post-match reaction show, that I felt that Vieira was just a touch underwhelming for me. I thought that there were really good moments. I thought that there were moments where he showed his class, his quality, his technical ability. But overall, I don't know that he impacted and affected the game as much as I wanted him to. I also think we lose a bit in our press without Martin Odegaard, but that's because Martin Odegaard is so brilliant at that rather than Fabio Vieira, you know, being bad at anything specific. I, I just think there's a difference. I'd like to see him get more time, more minutes. I think the Europa League will be great for him and hopefully he can get to the point uh, where we want him to be. No question about his talent, no question about his technical ability. Maybe just needed to affect the game a little bit more for me. But as for Marquinhos, well, he did affect the game, didn't he? Brilliantly as well. I, I came across a tweet earlier today from SofaScore, which I screenshot on my phone so that I could read to you guys. Um, he played 69 minutes. He had 52 touches, scored a goal, had two shots, one of which was on target, obviously in the top corner, provided one assist for Eddie Nketiah's winning goal, created two big chances, played four key passes, 32 out of his 37 passes were accurate. And that's pretty damn good for a winger who's expected to try and make things happen in the final third. And his sofa score rating was 8.9 out of 10. Just quickly going back to Vieira. This is a really good point from Matt. Remember, Harry Vieira didn't have a preseason because he was injured. I thought he was decent. Yeah, look, I, I don't think he was bad. Let me just put that. Let me make that clear. And I said this last night on the, the reaction show. I didn't think he was bad. I just thought that I was looking to him at times to really kind of start dictating our play. Maybe my assumption or, or preconception of what he actually is was slightly wrong then. Maybe he isn't that tempo setter that maybe Martin Odegaard is and, and maybe I have to look at him through a slightly different lens. So I don't think he was bad by any, uh, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think he was as influential as he probably could have been given the level of opponent. OK, um, I think we're going to leave it there. Just a short episode today. Obviously, no football to talk about. We would have been doing our Everton preview uh, this evening. So we've had to change things around a little bit. And um, we've decided to discuss the postponements instead. The news that the three Gabbies have all been left out of the Brazil squad and just briefly touched on the performances of both Marquinhos and Fabio Vieira, who uh, started for Arsenal out in Zurich. We should be back in action on Thursday. Fingers crossed against PSV Eindhoven. So I'm looking forward to that one. Other than that, enjoy your weekend. Put your feet up unless any major news breaks. I'll probably take a couple of days out as well just to chill. Um, I'll bring you some form of content, but it might not be the most intense content you've ever seen on this channel. Please, please do leave us a review 
if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, we're nearly at 24,000. Love to get there ASAP. And if you're watching us, please leave a like on the video. I'll catch you all very, very soon. Until next time, take care. All the best. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.